Welcome to Leplo. This is George G. And the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Anoush Hansen. Anoush, are you ready to do this? I am ready, George. Thank you. All right, let's go. Anoush is a LPC, a licensed professional counselor. She's a certified career counselor and the creator of the Work-Life Balance Card Sort. It's a simple, engaging, and powerful tool for helping you identify your values, clarify what you want and need for better balance and wellness. Anoush, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work and why you do what you do. Sure. Um, So personal life, I live on the coast of Maine, southern Maine, with my husband and my stepdaughter, who's off to college this year in Boston, and my son, who just started fourth grade on Monday. (laughs) Um, Yeah, busy, busy week. I grew up in Massachusetts in a multicultural, multi-generational family. Um, my father came here from Iran. Um, he's Persian-Armenian to go to MIT in the 60s. Um, when I was born, pretty soon after, um, he, he moved to the States. He brought my grandparents over from Iran. And so I grew up in a... Um, multi-language, multicultural um, pod and went to public schools in Massachusetts, but also went to Armenian school on the weekends. Very, um, very my big fat Greek wedding-esque, although not not quite that extreme. <laughs> so um, I, I, I loved growing up in that way. And, and um, in terms of professional life, I started out as a public health researcher and program evaluator. I worked for about 20 years in um, university settings, doing health promotion research, um, a lot of evaluation of various um, chronic disease prevention projects and initiatives. I developed a lot of assessment tools, a lot of survey instruments in that time. And then ultimately over a very long and windy uh, career <laughs> journey, um, which totally zigzagged all over the place. Um, I went back to get a second master's in counseling and eventually opened my private practice, which I have now, which is a career and wellness counseling um, practice. So that's a very short description of how I got here. I, I think that's awesome. So I appreciate you sharing the story and what a story moving from Iran to the United States and going to MIT and, and everything mm-hmm. else. So, so cool. Yeah, yeah. And my, you know, my, my father's very much a scientist. So he's, he's literally a rocket scientist. Like that is his career. My mom is an artist. So a painter. Mm a graphic designer. She had a graphic design firm in Boston for about 20 years. And I really always have sort of toggled between the science and math and the create the creative part of who I am and honestly struggled with that for, for quite a while, figuring out like what made me the most happy and what felt true to who I am. And I feel like finally at 47, I've gotten to a place where I get to get to flex both sides as a counselor, um, but also as a business owner and a, um, you know, developing these tools and and whatnot. So never could I have predicted that this is where I would land. Um, 
but here I am and I, I love what I'm doing and I love helping my clients and other people explore the career in a way that allows sort of the serendipity to happen. Like we, we, we can't, we can plan as best possible, but there's also some element of luck and happenstance and just, you know, the unfolding of who we are. So that's, that's part of why I love what I'm doing. Isn't that the truth? We can have a plan, but uh, we'll see how it survives. It's a collision with uh, reality. Right. <laughs> so, well, I love it. I mean, I think that probably a lot of the people that you're working with and serving are similar, right? You've got your dreams and goals and desires, and then you've got to earn a living and you've got mm-hmm. expectations from your, from your, you know, parents that, that came here from a different cult, whatever it might be. We, mm-hmm. we, we all have that. We're all struggling with it and we're trying to figure it out. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's, that, that's, that's not easy. It leads to a feeling of imbalance. It leads to frustration. It leads to burnout. Um, are those feelings getting more so growing up in a gener- a multi-generational home? Was burnout a thing? And is, is just this something that, that we're now talking about? I'm not trying to trivialize it. No, no, not. I mean, not for me. I, I would imagine it's different for every family. But um, my my father was lucky in that he absolutely loved what he did. Like I growing up, there would be little scraps of paper all over our house with these insane equations written on them. <laughs> was just how his brain worked. And he would describe it to me as like a game. Like this is, this is just fun. Um, that was about all I could know about it. Cause it was all, you know, security clearance stuff. So I, I didn't have like a very clear picture of, of what he was doing each day, but I knew that he loved it. Um, and I will say, you know, when I, when I was considering leaving my research job um, at University of Southern Maine. I'd been there for about 15 years. And even though the work I was doing was really important, I loved my colleagues, it just didn't fit with who I was. And I was pretty miserable. Um, And that was sort of spilling into my personal life, feeding my anxiety. I just wasn't feeling like who I was. And I remember my dad saying, why would you leave that job? He still has a very thick Iranian accent and I cannot do it. I'm not good at accents, but you know, why would you leave that job? It's, it's such a great job. And he was right on paper. Like it was amazing. It paid pretty well. The benefits were as good as you can get totally flexible, um, a lot of autonomy, but it just didn't fit with my natural strengths and my natural talents. Whereas his work, which he did, you know, his entire life, he loved it. So he didn't, you know, he hadn't had that experience of that mismatch of, um, you know, who he was and what he was doing. Um, so, yeah, I guess in a way it, it did impact me, not, not in that my parents were burnt out necessarily, but that they had different experiences in their careers um, than I did early on. Yeah, yeah. I think that that's... It, 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 I think it's fascinating. So, so people 
um, so you 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 created um, this this work life balance card sort, and there's there's eight different categories: emotional, social, physical, occupational, environmental, financial, intellectual, and spiritual. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's awesome because it has a visual representation to it, and oftentimes we have a hard time expressing ourselves yes. and sort of putting our finger on. W- what it is. I, 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 I don't know why I'm unhappy. I just know that I am. That is exactly why I created this because clients would come to me so overwhelmed, so exhausted, so burnt out, feeling completely trapped and hopeless and feeling like there was absolutely no way to change things mm. or to take any kind of step in a different direction because They were literally just trying to get through each day. So where would that energy come from to like figure out things they could tweak or, you know, if if there was a way to make their current situation work or if they needed to pivot into something else. And so that that dread and hopelessness is is really hard to pull people out of um, and, and sort of help them see more in a in a clearer way, very specific small changes that they could start making to move towards something better. Um, and there are, there are a lot of other card sort tools out there. Like I, I, I did not create card sorts. So I had been using a card sort tool called the Nodal Career Values card sort. And I had all my clients use this. I still, I still do have most of my clients use this in addition to the work-life balance assessment. And one of the values in his card deck was called work-life balance. And almost every client in doing that card sort would put work-life balance in their top eight, top 10 cards. And so I started asking each client, well, what does work-life balance mean to you? How would you know you had work-life balance? What would that feel like? What would that look like? What do you need more of? What can you start letting go of to make room for feel more balanced and well. And so I started listening to clients and I would ask the same questions over and over, but get very different answers because everyone's circumstances and roles and responsibilities are are different. Um, So over time, I was like, I I need to create a tool to capture this. And the beauty of card sorts in general is that it takes sort of this swirly, you know, all these ideas you might have about why you're unhappy or, or what you could change or what you want or what you don't want. It takes all of those thoughts and puts them down in a concrete way right in front of you. So you can see them, feel them, move them around, organize them, and then have actual words to sort of um, interpret what those mean to you. And so it helps people see from like a high level holistic view, see what's going on in their career and personal life, see what they want more of, see how things might shift once they get a little bit of what they want more of, and then rework their narrative and start making small changes and building momentum toward, towards some, some balance. Um, The thing about like uh, work-life balance and the term work-life balance, you know, there's plenty of folks out there who say, oh, work-life balance. Yeah, right. That's not a thing like oh, that, that just doesn't exist. And 
I agree if we're looking at work-life balance as an endpoint. So, you know, if you make a change and you're like, oh, I've got my work-life balance now, I'm good for the rest of my life. Like we know life <laughs> work that way, like every week, every month, every year, every day, like different things come up and we have to adjust accordingly. So I try to think of work-life balance as a daily practice, almost, you know, like if you have a mindfulness practice or if you have a um, exercise habit or routine, work-life balance means continually checking in with yourself to see what needs to be nurtured and maybe what might need to be released or let go of in order to keep that wellness wheel, you know, those eight um, domains of wellness to kind of keep it from toppling over. It's never perfectly straight. It's always, you know, it's always wobbling. But if we know what we have to pay attention to, what area of our life, whether that's, oh, I need to take a 10 minute walk around the block today because I'm feeling kind of anxious at work or all the way to, I need to shift my career entirely because this isn't, this isn't working for me anymore. Um, so that's, that's kind of how I conceptualize work-life balance. There's other terms out there for it. Um, I've heard work-life harmony, work-life integration. I think they all kind of mean the same thing. I mean, whoever came up with those terms may, may think I'm wrong, but I, I feel like it doesn't matter so much what we call it. It's more about what the practice is and, and allowing ourselves time to pay attention to it. Yeah. I think that that makes a lot of sense. Um, I like to call it rhythm. So that's just my, rhythm. Throw, my throw, throw mine into the ring there. Yeah. Rhythm's good. I like that. And, um, cause it's never, well, yeah, I, I think you've, you've, I think you, you said that really nicely. Um, the, 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 the continually checking and recognizing what needs to be nurtured. If, if, if we never sort of dig into it, then, then we just have no idea. We feel like the tail is wagging the dog kind of a thing. And you mentioned, um, what I wrote down as an intervention. If I'm feeling really frustrated, maybe just taking a walk around the block. What, what, what role do those small little tweaks or interventions play? Yeah. I mean, that's how any change happens, right? Is, is one small step at a time. So perhaps one day you decide, oh, I really need this walk because I'm feeling really anxious and I need to just take a break. But maybe over time, that little walk becomes more of a preventive intervention or mm -hmm. preventive tool where you know, okay, I, I've been at my desk since 8.30. I need to get up now and take that mental break and that physical break away from my screen, away from all the stimulation coming at me. Um, and, and I need to eventually work that in as a daily practice. And then maybe you're helping to prevent that stress and anxiety from reaching such a high level. You're kind of bringing down the threshold of your, your anxiousness or whatever the, the feeling is um, before it spirals into something that is harder to come back from. Um, so you know, any, any small micro change or micro step, no matter how small it seems can, can help and can accumulate to, to help you feel more in control of your own day and, and your own health. Um, 
Yeah. So that's, that's how I would, I would describe like how those small interventions can, can lead up to something more significant and working that more into your rhythm using the word that you, you mentioned. That, uh, that, that, that makes a lot of sense. So when I can't, I hate, I hate labels and, and categories, but if, if I can't name my problem, then I, 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 it's like eating an elephant. It's like, Oh my God, how am I going to eat this elephant? I, I, I can't ever do it, but it's a small bites. So being able to go through the exercise of, of in, in this example, your work-life balance card sort, and that, that will help me to break down the problem, kind of understand the problem, break it down into consumable, actionable bites that will help me to start to feel like I have some agency and control over this, what was otherwise before an incontrollable, overwhelming burnout situation. Right. And so there's this, um, this quote, and I, I've tried to find out where it came from. I think it came from the, the business corporate community, but I haven't been able to pinpoint where it comes from. Maybe, you know, but there's, there's this quote that um, says you can't see the label when you're inside the jar. Mm. That one. That's a really good one. I don't know where it came from either. Okay. Yeah. I, I, so I, I've interpreted it my own way, but um, a a therapist colleague of mine um, said it to me once. And so when I picture that, I picture, you know, myself at, at one time or my clients who are again, like swirling around or even like drowning in this, in this jar of, of nonstop commitments and, and chaos and, um, you know, just, just not being able to see what it is they could do to change things. The label is on the outside. So as a counselor, I can help clients discover what that label is. And the card sort can also help people either on their own or with the help of a counselor or coach um, or advisor, put some labels on, put some language to what it is they could do, um, again, in, in very small incremental steps. So I, I just love that. And it, it, it applies to anyone. Like, I'll hear myself saying things to my clients and afterwards I'm like, why can't I, why can't I apply that in my own life? All right. Because it's so much easier to see from the outside because we all have our internal monologues and, and, you know, the things we tell ourselves and our habits and our compulsions and, and whatnot. So um, I just really love that image of the, the label being on the outside and sometimes needing some help or a tool or a resource to help you sort it out. Literally. <laughs> literally. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it must be, obviously we're, we're, we're all unique, special uh, examples of, of, of God's creatures, but sometimes you might just look at somebody like, it's so obvious it's written mm-hmm. right on your forehead, but you can't see it. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. That's why we need each other. That's exactly right. Another, I think, really valuable um, step in using this tool or, or just in helping address the issues of burnout in general is that um, 
the process of sorting these cards is kind of the first step. Like you do the card sort, you document where things landed, but then there's a second component of it where users will go through 15 follow-up questions. And these help them narrow down what they want to start working on first. Not to say the other things are not important that they said they wanted more of, but again, you have to start somewhere and you have to start small. So it has them choose their top three career and their top three personal priorities. It asks them to think about if there are any themes or connections across those. And then it asks asks them to pick one to start working on now or soon. It asks them what that means to them, what that priority means to them, why it's important, what's getting in the way, what they can start letting go of, what's one teeny tiny change they could start making. And then it has them create a very specific goal that is relevant to that priority. It then asks them to dissect it even further. So what's one small change you want to start making now to work towards your goal? When will you implement that? What do you anticipate might um, be a challenge? What strengths can you use that you possess to help overcome those challenges? How will you hold yourself accountable? And who can you share your goal with to help check in with you and keep you accountable? Um, And then who can you speak with? It might be that accountability partner, but it might be someone else. Someone at home, a partner, your family, a friend, someone at work, your supervisor, your management, your colleague. Who can you take this information to and have a conversation about how they can help support you in your attempts to bring more work-life balance into your day-to-day? Because I think having those conversations is a critical step because if you're trying to make all these changes in your life, but the the structure around you or the culture around you is not supportive of that, you're not really set up for success. So these conversations, um, you know, especially, I guess, well, at home and in the workplace, but these conversations that employees can have with leadership or with their manager or maybe starting off just with a colleague who they trust um, can can help just create a, a little bit of a culture shift where we're like actually talking about these things that we need rather than pushing through not discussing these challenges and ultimately losing employees or, you know, you know, other, other negative outcomes. So I just think the conversation aspect of this, you know, the, the cards help you organize in your mind. They put them out, out in front of you. You process through them yourself or with a coach or counselor, but then taking that and talking to others in your life who can help support you is critical, I think. Yeah. Well, I couldn't agree more. I think that that makes a ton of sense. It's, I mean, prior being able to prioritize and, and then focus. Otherwise, if, if, if we're not successful doing that, we're just going to kind of spin our wheels and just keep feeling burned out and, and out of balance. So I think that that is a, a wonderful sequence and, 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 and process. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah, absolutely. And, Thank you so much for coming on. Where where can people learn more about you? How can they engage with you? Where can they find the work-life balance card sort and all of it? 
Sure. Um, so the card sort website is balancedcardsorts.com. Um, you can reach out to me by email. That's anush at kennybunkcounseling.com. So A-N-U-S-H at Kenny Bunk Counseling. Um, you can also connect with me directly through the Balanced Card Sorts website. There's a contact form on there um, and that goes straight to me. Um, what was the other question? <laughs> that is it. Just, just all okay. the, the, how, how, how you'd like people to uh, connect. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, happy to answer any questions or, or share, share what, how I think this can be used in different settings and with different kinds of clients or employees. Love it. Well, if you enjoyed this much as I did, show Anoush your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to balancedcardsorts.com. Check out the great resources, get in touch with her. And I mean, think that we all suffer from feelings of being out of balance or burnout. So it could be a great resource. Thanks again, Anoush. Thank you so much. And until next time, remember, do your part by doing your best.